It's that time of the week again as we wrap up November 2023, the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show with Jonathan E. Mord coming up momentarily. He's got a big rally happening today right after the show. So if you're in Virginia, head on over. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. We've got uh, a lot of things about censorship the government uh, has colluded on, and uh, it's becoming more and more obvious. Why have we been banned? Why has Jonathan E. Mord been banned when we've done shows together on YouTube? Uh, the government didn't like what we had to say. Also, uh, World Health Organization IHR guidelines to take over planet Earth when it comes to pandemic response. Deadline is tomorrow, December 1st. Uh, I got a story about Nazi doctors going way back when. They weren't an anomaly. It wasn't just a few bad apples. We'll, we'll talk about that. Dr. Kim Thor, DC, she's going to be joining us. She's a dynamo. Uh, Growing Up Fearless is her book. And the homeopathic hit of the day. The Coral Snake Remedy, Elapse. Stand by for that and a whole lot more on the Robert Scott Bell Show, robertscottbell.com slash listen. You want to take a, a moment and join us there? Say hi in the chat room and uh, we'll say hi back. And here we go. The healing starts now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Always a lot to cover here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, especially when we get Jonathan Emor joining us. And he's on the campaign trail today. There's a big uh, rally about to happen. And what did you say it was? Is it Farmville? Farms it is Farmville. It's Farmville, Farmville Virginia. Virginia. Yes, sir. That's so you guys have doubled or tripled the population of Farmville today with this rally. We're trying very hard to do that, Robert. We are awesome. indeed. And, and what part of Virginia is it, if we have anybody listening live that wants to head on over? How close is it to a city we might know? Uh, it's about an hour and a half away from Lynchburg. Um, it's about the same distance to Richmond. So folks in Richmond area and Lynchburg area, come on over. All right. And we were in uh, Lynchburg and I believe Richmond area when we were together early on in the campaign swing. So it's probably only grown the excitement for your candidacy for the U.S. Senate, Virginia, even more. Yes, sir, Robert. The the these rallies are a real riot. Uh, They're a lot of fun. And, you know, because you've done several of them, but they're, uh, you know, tremendous musical events as well as political events and great patriotic uh, movements going on here, Robert. Do you, do you have your speech ready today? Or are you going extemporaneous, depending on where the crowd's at? What's your thought for your presentation well, today? You know, Robert, I, I never give a written speech. Did you know that? I know I that, know. but <laughs> I want everybody to know how awesome it's you are. Extemporaneous. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, um, I, I, I've sworn off doing anything that Joe Biden does. So because he uses note cards as well as uh, a speech that is in. 18 point type. I, I don't, uh, I don't do that. No earpieces where I'm having to feed you information. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah. and I, I seem to be able to walk to the podium. And then also when I'm done to leave the podium without having to have aids redirect my course. Well, it's, it's quite impressive. And, and I remember it was a week or two ago, you had uh, put in a request that I couldn't remember seeing this. And this is what I want to see. So if you found it, you've got to let me know. But you said apparently there's a picture of you 
you were in a boxing ring and you had, I don't know, knocked down right. an opponent or knocked out an opponent. Did you ever find that picture? Because I don't recall seeing that. I, I used to be, uh, you know, in the public domain on the web. And yeah. um, I, I just, I haven't seen it. Uh, I, well, since we talked about it, I looked to try to find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. All right. Well, Bummer. that's something. If anybody's seen a picture like that, I want to see it. That's really awesome. Now, as we talk about knocking out the opponents, you don't have to take them on in the ring, but in the area of ideas, integrity, uh, the Constitution, history, what that history that many of us have never learned until we went after it outside of our government school system indoctrination. Uh, we have a lot of people even in uh, you know running for office. Very few of them seem to know history the way you do where you can uh, go back to origin point and understand the words, the definitions that were used, what they mean today. And, and, and that's never more important than what we got in dealing with the regulatory state and the ability of the federal government and those in it to control our lives through suppression of information, like freedom of speech that is suppressed in the health and healing realm. You've been after that for years. You've won time and time again in the courts. And then we find out, you find out the FDA doesn't even care to uh, uh, do what the courts tell them to do in separation of power fashion. And here's an article from the defender on this subject. If we get away with it, it's legal. Documents reveal new details on U.S. government's censorship industrial complex. More uh, evidence of collusion with YouTube and other places that have impacted you and me directly. We have had yes. our shows that we've done together banned, censored, deplatformed. And now it's becoming more and more apparent that the government had a hand in it. Yeah, this is the largest, most extensive instance of censorship in our history by far. Uh, conservative commentators, critics of the vaccine, people who advocated ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, uh, anyone who wished to discuss Hunter Biden and the laptop, uh, all of these people, uh, and we were included within that group, Robert, um, we're censored from uh, broadcasting and from the web, uh, and it's it's appalling, and no one has been made to account for it yet. It's there should be, you know, Rand Paul introduced a bill that would may have made it a felony uh, for an individual inside the government to collaborate with the uh, big tech and uh, the media in general to cause censorship, to cause someone's viewpoints to be censored. And that bill uh, didn't make it through committee because Bernie Sanders killed it. Wow. Yeah, it's and it's it's a shame. I mean, you know, you have these great champions of liberty like Rand Paul and uh, they introduced this bill, which you would suspect would be totally unobjectionable to any person who believes in the Constitution or loves this country. And of course, Bernie Sanders doesn't. So he stood up and killed it because he's a committee chair. He was able to do it. Well, this is something that you'd think we wouldn't have to make an additional law to make a felony of somebody in government overtly or in, let's say, secret conspiring to suppress the freedom of speech of others in America for whom they disagree. Or if you would disagree with the prevailing uh, consensus, whether it's artificially induced like a lot of it is, or let's say the uh, current administration's uh, approach to whatever. I mean, why would we even have to make an extra law like this? What does it say about the lawlessness within the executive branch and the unwillingness of the legislative branch to call into the you know, to the carpet through separation of powers that seemingly doesn't even work anymore. So you had the FBI, CISA, 
which the White House created. CISA, the FBI, the White House, and agency heads all participating in this movement to cause censorship. And uh, uh, that whole thing, of course, is unconstitutional, but it ends up being a civil wrong in the sense that you violate the First Amendment, you can get an injunction against the government, but you, you historically we've not had the power to prosecute those who are responsible. And that's what Rand Paul Rand Paul's bill would have allowed us to do, to prosecute those who engage in these activities, which is exactly the kind of power that we need. So, uh, of course, when I get into the Senate, I'm going to knock on the Rand Paul's door and ask him to reintroduce that bill. The only the only thing I would like to see is stiffer penalties. Uh, I believe that if you engage in those activities and you're convicted, you should be drummed out of government and you should be required to pay recompense to the individuals who've suffered injury as a result of your actions. So if uh, someone lost commercial advertising, for example, your program, or if somebody uh, was um, denied an opportunity to receive treatment or whatever, the government should be on the hook for, for that uh, as a result of censorship. And more particularly, not, not the government, I should say, but the person responsible. Mm -hmm. So if you make it very personalized, the way Rand Paul did, an individual who does that, uh, engages in censorship, would be criminally liable, and right. would have to pay personally for it. That's what you want to do. We want to strip sovereign immunity and go after the individuals directly so that it is a huge disincentive for them to even get anywhere near the business of trying to influence media content by censoring people that uh, they disagree with, who have views they disagree with. Jonathan, now that there's evidence uh, and the Judiciary Committee is bringing this out, that the White House worked directly, for instance, with YouTube to censor right. us, for instance. Uh, is there a way we could go after YouTube because it says, well, we're a private company. We get to determine what goes on. But this doesn't seem like it's a private issue now because they have hundreds of hours of our shows, including you and I doing things together. And I'm still getting notices from YouTube, even though they've deplatformed my channel, that we found another uh, episode of the Robert Scott Bell show that uh, violates our policy. I'm like, well, where is it? I don't see it. It's not up there. <laughs> Uh, they really just want to beat you until even though you may be a dead dog, they want to beat the dead dog. Um, yeah, uh, this is just outrageous. Now, anybody who colludes with the government to cause censorship or becomes a, 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 an effective agent of the government for the purpose of causing censorship is in violation of the First Amendment. So the government can't uh, the government's argument in, in all this is, well, we just suggested to these entities that they take a serious look or that they they eliminate, deplatform these people. We suggested it. It was their choice to do it or not do it. That's bunk. When somebody functions as an agent for the state, so if the state indicates it wants someone deplatformed and they get deplatformed by the private uh, big tech entity, that entity is engaged as an agent of the government. The whole thing is a conspiracy to violate the First Amendment and is a violation of the First Amendment, and they should be held accountable for it. Rand Paul wanted to turn it into a uh, not just a civil matter, but also a criminal matter, and that's exactly what needs to be done. Well, so you, do you think there's a possibility? I know I'm just going off, off script here, not that we have a script, but like we know that our shows exist still. 
it would be lovely, I think, for people to be able to access the information to show, hey, how correct we were and are. And if they're still sending me notifications of our shows that have been banned already that we found them, we're going to ban them again. <laughs> they exist. They didn't delete them. They didn't trash them. Couldn't we say, hey, give it back. We don't care if it's on your platform anymore. We've left you behind. But I'd love to have access to that one day again. Oh, I think I think that's right. Uh, you you should you should ask them if they could uh, you know supply you with duplicate copies of their files, uh, the ones that they banned, to see those shows, and then we can post them elsewhere. Yeah, well, I I was thinking. Hopefully, we don't have to take legal action to do it, but I know they exist now because they keep sending me messages. We're banning you again. <sighs> All right. Well, let's move on to some other subjects I want to talk about. Uh, the death of Henry Kissinger at a century old. I wasn't really a fan of Kissinger. I didn't know much about him growing up. He was the guy. I remember during Nixon time and other things, uh, relations with China and stuff. But I think he was also a, a council on foreign relations guy related to Rockefeller. And these were globalist policies. These were not always America first policy. In fact, many times they worked against our interest as a sovereign nation to kind of come under uh, regional governance uh, on the planet or global governance. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry for the family of uh, Kissinger, and I, I I'm sorry that Kissinger died. He did have a, a long life, a hundred years, um, but I I should say uh, that Kissinger did something that really has hurt us tremendously, and that was detente. Uh, detente with China really put us in the current position we're in, in the sense that. We trusted China. We gave them access to the West. We opened up the commercial marketplace here. They have never reciprocated. We've never had the kind of access in China that they have in our country and in the rest of Europe. And as a result, they have stolen massive amounts of material. Today, China is engaged in all manner of espionage and interference with both our government and our industry and is in our whole society. I mean, they are influencing education and everything in the direction of communism and trying to destroy our own society. So this is all a byproduct of opening that door to China so wide mm -hmm. uh, as a result of detente, which was engineered by Henry Kissinger. Um, so I don't view detente as a success. I view it as a failure. And when you understand uh, Chinese history, you realize that it is in the Chinese playbook to befriend an enemy, uh, to do, use that friendship in order to understand your, your enemy's weaknesses, gather as much information about their weaknesses, and then to exploit those weaknesses so that your enemy will be weakened, and then you can either defeat them militarily or they can implode, essentially, and you can take them over through proxies. So that's the Chinese playbook since 600 years BC and the unification of the state of Qin by Qin Shi Huangdi in ancient China. And that, uh, that, that basic philosophy has remained the same. You would think that because it was the same for ages, throughout ancient history to the present, that we would have had our, our guard up. But what we actually did was operate on this naive assumption, which was pushed by Kissinger, that if they were if they opened themselves up to the West and we had exchange with them and some even limited capitalist interaction with them, that they would abandon communism, that capitalism and communism were inherently incompatible. What we discovered was that 
China could maintain a communist political system and absolute control over its population and could breed capitalism in very controlled experiments and allow it to fought, to grow and then the party will seize it essentially when it becomes very very profitable so they have basically enslaved capitalism within their society to be used as a revenue generator but have not adopted the principles of capitalism adam smith's principles in the wealth of nations which is uh, making makes it an exponent of individual liberty in the case of china they just view it as a tool and they and the party continues to control all industry and the military likewise controls and influences all industry uh, this this brings us back to the wuhan lab where you know that whole thing with with uh covid was a situation in which uh the bioweapons program of the pla was complemented by the actions of anthony fauci who gave them the gain of function research they had uh, needed in order to create the bioweapon that was COVID. So that that was the biggest betrayal in our history, making the F word uh, a five letter word now. Fauci. Whenever you say Fauci, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's probably the worst word you can use. I mean, you were talking about colluding with yeah, the enemy. Like company. I'm sorry, what? You talk about colluding with the enemy, Fauci. Uh, uh, unbelievable. And and to your point of, you know, I go back to George Washington was his farewell address, entangling alliances with no one, free trade with everyone. But the idea to go in with China and and somehow normalize free trade, but it wasn't. It was trade that indebted yeah. our nation to a, a, a power or then would become maybe a superpower that would want to enslave us, conquer us. And as you point out, if not militarily, then to destroy us economically through debt. Well, we and right under the, their hand. And we did. And, and, you know, through the Nixon administration and onward, what we saw was a movement. Look, we 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 had nationalist China in Taiwan and we refused to give it recognition afterwards because we said that we agreed with China's one China policy that only China would be recognized as China. That was a terrible mistake. And um, the whole idea that we were turning our, our back to Taiwan uh, really has accelerated um, a lot of problems that we now face with an imminent threat of Chinese intervention and takeover of Taiwan. Taiwan to this day doesn't have adequate military alliances with the United States such that we can uh, easily communicate with them the threats that we perceive with our own intelligence and so forth as a result of this failure. And likewise, we, we introduced China to the world economic community with no restrictions. And China just used that uh, avenue uh, all, all through the United Nations and all of the other international organizations that it is a part of to exploit the West, to come up with means to take over those entities and to use those entities to whip and beat up the allies of the United States and the United States and to cause division uh, so that our allies wouldn't be uh, aligned with us. So yes. we have lost enormously as a result of the legacy of detente. Uh, another thing that, that we did with China 
is we exported our inflationary policy. I won't say ours, but the Federal Reserve's inflationary policies of printing without abandon because we could export those Federal Reserve note type dollars and buy stuff from China, a lot of times cheap plastic stuff that was not really needed by anybody, and then bring those products in, enrich the, the Chinese Communist Party, which really owned and controlled the so-called capitalism that was you know, experimented upon in China. And so it was another aspect of our Federal Reserve not being for America. And China also exploited us terribly by by both using slave labor in part to keep prices below market levels and also by heavily subsidizing industries that they wanted to destroy American industry. So they would target an industry like the steel industry, the American steel industry, and they would heavily subsidize with uh, tax dollars from China. They would heavily subsidize their own industry to keep the sheet metal and other uh, metal uh, prices down so much so that they could, you know, destroy the American steel industry, which is what they largely did. But they did that with industry after industry. And then they assumed control over almost monopoly control over the production of things like, you know, uh, solar panels and component parts to windmills and all and the things the that they wanted. Irony there is that you have the Democrats and and effete Republicans not fighting back enough on the mandating of the so-called green energy uh, proposals that would enrich China further and slave us to a day on and on it goes. And we're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars of enrichment annually that we are giving them through the climate change agenda of the Biden administration. Not only that, look what I mean, Biden's a complete idiot. Uh, look what he has done with the petroleum reserve. You know, we have the National Petroleum Reserve, which is at its lowest level, I believe, in history since it was created, because we have been giving, virtually giving away uh, the oil reserve, large amounts of it, to China. Absolutely inexplicable, but for the compromised status of Joe Biden. His compromised status, he is in the pocketbook of Xi Jinping in the Communist Party of China. When you look at the amount of money that he and Hunter derived from China, it is astronomical. We now know that it's, you know, tens of millions of dollars that have been derived from China by Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And so these are bought people. I mean, these people lack the integrity uh, that you have to have. Uh, and, and independence to protect our interests. And when you look at his favoritism for China, I mean, just this recent uh, meeting with Xi Jinping, he sold us out again because w disallowing AI use in our nuclear weapons program is insane because that's the whole movement of China. China will agree to anything and violate it. With the whole history of China is one of agreeing to things with the West and immediately violating it. And that's what they're going to do. They're actually already doing it. They're introducing a very sophisticated AI technology into their targeting and weapon systems programs, including their nuclear programs. And here, Joe Biden unilaterally disarmed us of that advantage. And we, we have a lot going there. You know, the, 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 the latest bomber, strategic bomber, was all outfitted to be equipped with AI technologies and it's a real question as to whether or not, in light of what he agreed to, that will come to pass. So here, and that was what they were really fearful of. 
our latest strategic bomber, the stealth bomber that we've just created, that thing scared the living daylights out of them because it was a quantum leap in technology and achievement uh, beyond what they had. Uh, you know, that was an area where they were in trouble. So that was not uh, that that was not a good thing at all. No, I think strategically, as I said, man, we really. I hate to say it, we really suck as a country right now in terms of our policies and what they're leading to our own demise without, you know, people firing a shot directly at us, including, you know, we've talked about border policies, open borders, different things like that. And of course, the censorship industrial complex further weakening the health of the people of America through promoting monopoly agendas of injections and drugs that either don't work or are so dangerous they kill you rather than safer drugs that do exist that may be repurposed from older drugs, much less the competition that would be beneficial to us all uh, in the herbal and homeopathic and supplemental world. Uh, it's like on every level, Jonathan, we've lost our way. We've got, man, we've got a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah, it's uh, from every corner, this administration is destroying our country. The open border situation is so outrageous. We have all the fentanyl coming in. We have illegal aliens coming in. We're paying for them. You know what? I suspect that each illegal alien that comes through seeking asylum that we then uh, process within 72 hours and we give them cash we give them welfare, we give them food stamps, we give them free education, free medical care, we give them a card that is the equivalent of a social security card so they can obtain an automobile, we give them free transport wherever they wanna go in the United States. That massive welfare to the world is probably costing us at a minimum, Robert, somewhere around $100,000 a year to each illegal alien they say the administration admits 8 million. The CBP people I talked to said that it's probably in the zone of 20 to 30 million illegal aliens in the United States. Take that times $100,000 a year in perpetuity. There you are. And, you know, and they get a free phone. And the phone is unlike your phone. You have to pay your monthly bill for your phone. Well, they don't. They don't. It's all on our tab. We have to pay for it through our taxes. They're getting a phone free of charge indefinitely. And well, the little thing that they put in the phone, by the way, they, they, the reason for the phone, this was a, another uh, Mayorkas act of gross deception and abuse of taxpayer dollars. He said that uh, rather than ankle bracelets, we need to have a better way of tracking. We'll just put a tracker inside a phone and give them a phone. Well, the phone allows them to call anywhere they want in the world. The tracker that they put in the phone can easily be taken out of the phone and the phone is still fully functional. So this is designed to enable them to exploit our country completely and not be tracked when they go into the country. And from the CBP, I was told that when you go to the train station, bus terminal and airport, you look in the trash bins and there are all these chips because they know how to take them out. They all explain to each other how to take them out. And they just take the chips out, throw them in there so they can't be tracked. Yeah. This whole thing is a setup to destroy our country, Robert. Where, and that's, where that's just one of the self-destructive moves that is underway. Mm -hmm. I mean, this whole massive inflationary spending that is causing you know, grocery prices go through the roof, the whole climate change agenda to destroy the fossil fuel industry, which is the backbone of the economy, is to destroy the economy, really. That's why AOC is for it. 
She's a socialist after all. Do you think she wants to help a, a capitalist economy? No, she wants to kill it. So this is, and, and this is Biden's agenda. He sold out to the far left and these people are running the show in every department. The whole agency administrative state is out to kill the marketplace. You got the most radical leftists that have been appointed to run these agencies and these agencies have unbridled discretion. They make three quarters of all the law in the United States, even though the constitution requires under article one, section one, that only Congress make law. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the whole thing is an engineered, uh, as, as Chuck Schumer calls it, transformational change of America. <laughs> is this the change you want? I mean, do you really want no freedom living like a serf to the state and having crime running rampant because you have illegal cartels determining who comes in and they're bringing in sex traffickers, drug traffickers, gang members, and they're all exploiting everything about America at your expense, every citizen's expense. Is this what you want? I don't think so. I think people are fed up. And that's what I'm hearing in Virginia. I'm For hearing sure. people all over the place say, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of having my kids told at school that their genders are fluid, that if they're a little boy, they can become a little girl. What a lie. And then, you know, they, they tell them not only that, but that biological males, if they say they're female, can now go into Fairfax County and Loudoun County public school bathrooms where girls are, mm -hmm. girls' bathrooms. And, uh, you know, the instance of sexual abuse and rape is going to go through the roof. And this is a proposed rule of the Department of Education under Biden that would be applicable to every public space. Every uh, public space where there's a bathroom would be open season for males to go to girls' bathrooms and women's bathrooms. This is sick. I mean, this is really stupid. And it's a gross invitation to sexual abuse and assaults. And if we don't stop this nonsense, this insanity, uh, we are going to really be in trouble, Robert. We're already in bad shape. You wait another year or two years of this. And we're going to see that you're going to have a hard time going out to places without being at risk of being robbed, of being assaulted or of being, you know, in a situation where you have to be mindful every second of every minute uh, of the potential for risk by being thoroughly armed under the Second Amendment. I mean, yeah. the thing that the government doesn't understand is that the American people are not just going to be like Europeans give up their guns and allow themselves to be victimized. We're not that stupid. We know that we have to be armed and protected in a society that is filled with violence because of a government that will not prosecute criminals. Mm -hmm. You the know that Biden even in, in, has a, uh, in their whole, I'm sorry, go ahead. In Democrat controlled cities that make it difficult to impossible to own uh, uh, firearms, you're having purchases of firearms by Democrats Rec record levels. So the point of recognizing that the First Amendment was written for the right of self-defense, defense of self-defense. Yeah, you and mean yeah. the Second Amendment. But, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, like the First Amendment, this is something that it, I think needs to be a parallel interpretation. It's not yet the case with the Supreme Court. But, you know, under the First Amendment, we recognize any prior restraint on speech to be a violation of the First Amendment. Well, the Second Amendment is likewise an individual right. You have an individual right to own a weapon and to use it in self-defense and to use it as part of a, if you volunteer to be part of a militia. 
and so there is a constitutional right to bear arms. And as a result, any restraint on your right to bear arms is a violation of the Second Amendment. And I think there needs to be parallel interpretation of prior restraint law so that even gun registration laws, in my view, are unconstitutional. Now that, you know, the, the, the far left says, oh, you're crazy. That means people are going to be killing people. Nonsense. What it means is if we had a Second Amendment that was fully protected, we would have a situation, not gun-free zones and all this nonsense. People would, who were about to commit an act of crime with a weapon would have to realize that there's a good chance that somebody else is out there and could fire back or could kill them in the process. So these kids, you know, you get all these school violence situations. They plan, almost all of these kids plan these things out in detail and it's all based on the absence of uh, a response. That is, no, no, uh, no self-defense is exercised inside the school. So if you want to really put the kibosh on violence in the schools, you would arm people and you would train them and you would have them in the schools, whether it's teachers or whether it's deputies, sheriff's deputies or others. You would increase, you know, you deputize more people, retired military and so on. And you would have them responsibly in the schools as protectors and they would be armed. And then if there was an incident with a fraction of a second, they'd take it out. You know, the, the idea that if everybody was armed, we'd be killing one another. It, it ignores the fact that we are being systemically and systematically eliminated by our government. And I'll give you the example, the COVID injections. They have been proven to be an abject failure. Not only that, they didn't work, but they have increased all cause, cause mortality wherever they're analyzing the data, as much as the pharmaceutical industry and FDA is trying to hide or slow walk that data coming out. And so the real threat, like our founders had always said and warned us, wouldn't necessarily be a foreign enemy, but would be our own government taking up not only arms, like we'd said, talk about arms, but whatever weapon they could find, including the weapon of censorship to prohibit people from speaking out against the shots that many of us pointed out were not working and were incredibly harmful, perhaps even deadly. So we've got to wake up and become mature adults once again, realize the history that has been kind of wiped out or erased or not taught, and then come back to our senses and say, my gosh, the threat is the government not that we can't constrain it. We can. It was for a while. But if we don't go back to that, it isn't going to be China that's going to do us in. It's our own abandonment of our restrictions that the Constitution placed on our government that we gave up on enforcing. Yeah. Um, in the case of the Second Amendment, if our constitutional rights were uniformly protected so that there weren't areas of the country where people don't have arms because they fear the government may act against them. Uh, we would have a far safer nation. This whole idea that somehow weapons in and of themselves create violence. I mean, you know, if, if, if someone wants to hurt you and they want to hurt you with a weapon, if they don't have a gun, they'll get you with a knife. If they don't have a knife, they'll get you with a fork. If they don't have a fork, they'll get you with a hammer. If they don't have a hammer, they'll get you with a nail. If they don't have a nail, they'll get you with a, a two by four. They will get you with something if they want to kill you with a weapon. Uh, the point of blaming the modus operandi of an individual on a weapon is insane. What we need is strict law enforcement. 
against individuals who commit crimes. If we had assurance that those who committed crimes were arrested, prosecuted, and thrown in jail or executed, depending on the nature of their offense, we would have a much safer society. The problem that we have is that we have massive numbers of recidivists in 80% of the United States uh, not being prosecuted, not being thrown in jail because of these Soros-backed anti-incarceration prosecutors. And we, and you know, look, I mean, just look at Giuliani's New York. Giuliani enforced the law pretty strictly against all manner of criminality. And the result of that was a far safer New York. Then when they went on this anti-incarceration agenda, no bail, no cash bail, and let everybody out, I mean, does it take a rocket science scientist to figure this out? They've had a massive increase in crime, so much so that the streets are not safe in New York. People aren't safe at night in New York. Uh, and, you know, you have this whole environment where they've encouraged lawlessness and people living, uh, you know, uh, homeless people living in inside urban areas and drug addiction going rampant all over the place and no people being let out of institutions who are mentally incapable of functioning in the real world. Uh, and the result is just predictable. I mean, it's totally yeah. predictable. It's a total breakdown in society. Look what they did in San Francisco, the communist uh, governor of New York named Newsom, I mean, of, of California, California yeah. decides that his buddy, communist Xi Jinping's coming over. So he's, he doesn't want to be embarrassed by the unsightliness of the ruination of San Francisco that he is allowed to take place because they just keep giving welfare to people to live on the streets and they have massive drug dens and they provide the drugs and it's just insane. All right, so what does he do? Notice after years of expending hundreds of billions of dollars on the homeless problem, which was to build tents and to build facilities and to rent places and to take over hotels and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Within 48 hours, they were able to rid the street of the homeless people, clean up the streets for Xi Jinping's arrival. So you got a dictator, a ruthless communist dictator coming to uh, San Francisco and he gets a clean environment. And then what do they do? They let it go right back to the way it was. Yeah, did you see that uh, Newsom even acknowledged it as they asked him, why did you do this? Yes, because this guy's coming. I mean, he wasn't even hiding hiding it. Now, I want to go back to the right to keep and bear arms as a, a means of self-defense because it's the equalizer for those who cannot fight with a two-by-four or no martial arts or something and they're being attacked. It's the great equalizer. The firearms is specific. They, it levels the playing field so you can defend your life. Now, another aspect of how the government encourages violence is kind of indicative uh, indicated by this article in the defender this is by a mercola article for decades fda has allowed factory farm pork producers to use a drug linked to cancer and the antibiotics in, in this case is called carbodex uh, which is added to pig feed in these CAFO farms to prevent infections and fatten up the animals you eat this stuff you're going to be harmed your microbiome etc now you've got uh, um, the 
the brain and the gut connection being disrupted. And in fact, many of these young people uh, we've talked about over the years that take firearms and shoot up schools or other things, they're on factory farm food, processed food. They are hypoglycemic out their ears. And the fact is there's been enough scientific evidence, much less clinical reports on children who are then put on organic quality food without all the additives that were violent moments before within a couple of weeks, they're different children. And that's not to absolve anybody that takes that, uh, you know, and, and engages in violence against another. I, but the reality is we're not acknowledging the role of food and nutrition in terms of raising children that have an ability to deal with emotions healthily, as opposed to then breaking out firearms and harming or killing other people. And our government endorses that kind of garbage in our well, food supply. Yeah, the, the FDA is a captive of the drug industry, of the major food industry. I mean, look what it did with allowing GMOs. It didn't even give it any serious attention to GMOs. It just said, go ahead and, and put them in the foods. And, you know, we, we look, look what they just did with all the boosters. I mean, my goodness, no safety, no efficacy studies at all. And they said, oh, yeah, go right ahead. Put uh, boosters out there for the whole population of the United States. This is a is proof positive, and we know, you know, my book, uh, The Rise of Tyranny, gives numerous examples of undue influence by the FDA, uh, by the by the drug industry over the FDA, and perhaps the most shocking one in in that book is the key tech example. So you have uh, a a company introduces uh, a a drug application to the FDA for what is supposed to be a super antibiotic called key tech. And uh, in the course of reviewing the uh, submission, of course, every submission made to the FDA by the drug industry has its own testing of its drug, an inherent conflict of interest, not independent testing by anybody else or the FDA. So, so it's rigged essentially from the start because you allow the sponsor of the drug application to have all the science for the drug rather than have any independent testing. Okay, so the drug application for Keytech was so pristine that medical reviewers questioned whether all of the clinical trials actually were done. They tipped off the FBI. The FBI investigated and found that they that the company had fabricated all the clinical trials, all of them, for uh, Keytech. Despite that, the FDA commissioner approved Keytech and it put it into the market. So well, if that's is not proof of corruption. What well, is. Yeah. What does this say again about the enemy of the American people? And, and th does this make, make me anti-American? No, it makes me a cognizant of the history of our American experiment in governance, limited governance, constitutional governance, and how we've fallen down on the job to allow such a centralized bureaucracy dictate to what oh, we could have in food and mandate that it be available or used in, in ways that clearly poison the people. This isn't me arguing for stronger regulatory authority there. It's about the freedom of the free market to reject things that are clearly harming the people that the government aligns in such well, a it's a matter that's right it's a matter again of censorship of giving people fully informed inf you know information at the point of sale if the government would simply publish truthful scientific information so that it was accessible to everybody so you could look up bacon and you could see the ingredient you could see what then this whole thing would be coming out far sooner than it has been in the media lately um that would help people. But instead, what they do is they protect the industry 
at the expense of the public. And they do it based on a political favoritism. So it's not all industry that is protected. It's particular industry players who have an in with the agency, either through their lobbyist law firms or because of their political alignment with the administration. So as corrupt as can be, the administrative state is corrupt and it's unconstitutional by definition. All law has to be made by Congress. And that bill that I wrote for Rand Paul, or excuse me, Ron Paul years ago, the Congressional Responsibility and Accountability Act would put the kibosh on this by making every regulation uh, that is proposed by an agency have no legal force or effect unless adopted as law by Congress. And that would then make the people's representatives responsible for the law and reestablish the separation of powers. Beautifully uh, well written, but we'd like to see it implemented. And I want to see you in the Senate to help put that thing forward. At this point, it's so ridiculous. Uh, where did the appropriations come from for the thing you were talking about? All the money that's being given to illegals to fly wherever they want, take a bus, get a free phone, free service that they don't have to pay for. Who appropriated that money? This is a real scandal because if you ask the administration how much money is being spent to support illegal aliens being brought in the United States, they'll, they'll admit to hundreds of billions, but it is really in the zone of trillions. It's in the zone of a trillion or more dollars, to tell you the truth. But when you take into account that? all the different programs, well, they're taking the money from all different accounts and it, 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 some is appropriated by Congress as support for processing of aliens, but a lot of it comes from these mass uh, slush funds essentially created by these massive bills, these multi-trillion dollar uh, spending bills that have come through the Biden administration. And then and then it's how you it's how you uh, term the expenditure. Another thing that they do, which is quite dishonest, but we've never had a budget process since 1999. The process has always been a continuing resolution. So we've never had the Constitution requires a budget process. They've, they've violated it since 1999. Uh, the point is that they make use of vacuous language uh, that is, has money appropriated to it and reallocate it for their processing. So mm -hmm. if it was meant for a use that would really in by the plain intent of statutory language be one that would interdict people at the border and so on, they're redirecting it. But also also what they're doing is massive welfare. Uh, look, they're taking food stamps and welfare and they're and they're reinterpreting what is appropriate. Right. So that anyone who's seeking asylum can have the whole thing. They can have welfare, food stamps. They can get cash, direct payments of cash. They all get it. Direct payments of cash from tax dollars. And then they get welfare and food stamps. This is every single one of these hundreds mm -hmm. of thousands a week are getting there, there, this. There's no fiscal one. restraint. And I think the American people are giving far too much money to the government. And if you're not, then the government is just going to the Fed and going, hey, just print some more. In the meantime, there's no ability to restrain them because they don't have a, a governor on their own behavior that would be held in check by a constitution that is largely ignored. Again, we need you in the U.S. Senate and other people that have integrity to understand the process and know what the Constitution allows for, what it prohibits in terms of governance and much less appropriations in this case, which is you know so far out of hand. 
uh, you know, we've talked about it. You've said it. The Constitution hangs by a thread. Uh, I don't want to be, you know, a negative view of the future. I want to see a positive resurgence of the love of freedom. But I also think that the Federal Reserve has to be uh, checked or or competed with, as Ron Paul said, so that we don't lockstep our way into a debt that can never be repaid. And then we collapse just economically, whether China attacks us or not militarily. What's so sad about this, Robert, is we we have within our power, it's within our power to create the greatest economy in the world, to have the freest nation in the world. It's all up to us. I mean, if we got rid of the administrative state, you imagine getting rid of the taxation of regulation, what that would do to the marketplace, it would go nuts. We'd have so much more opportunity, upward mobility, the GDP would grow. I mean, look, if you lower taxation substantially, I've called for a flat tax of 10% at $100,000 and above in individual income, substantial reductions in corporate taxation, as well as what I talked about, the, the Congressional Responsibility and Accountability Act, and then also elimination of specific departments and agencies of the federal government and devolution of responsibilities that are appropriately under the Constitution state matters, uh, getting rid of the federal functionality entirely in favor of states, all of that could save, could cut trillions of dollars from the budget, would help us balance the budget, would help us fund the debt. And all of that combined with the deregulation and the tax reduction would cause an economic boom so that we would be a major economic force in the world viewed as one not in a state of decay and dying as we are now viewed, but as a vibrant economy that is growing and that is actually going to be the strongest in the world. And this would eliminate a lot of problems, a lot of problems at home, a lot of problems abroad. It's only because you got a feckless president who's interested in nothing more than appeasing the far left that he is destroying a capitalist economy that could be vibrant and that could help raise the standard of living of all Americans. And instead, what do we got? We got uh, close to $4 a gallon in many places over $4 a gallon gas. We have grocery prices that are so high that most people are finding it difficult to make ends meet. People are using their credit cards and maxing them out. And the whole picture for next year looks even worse. So that is not what the way we, ha- we have to live. We don't have to live like that at all. All we have to do is, is put in place restraint on government and expand individual liberty, mm-hmm. and we can enjoy prosperity like we have never seen. Remember, the administrative state has been in place since the progressive era, since 1886, and forward and has grown and grown and grown. And the word grown is also appropriate on the other side. Business has grown. Small and medium-sized businesses confront a avalanche of regulatory strictures that make it very difficult for them to afford being in business and to even survive. Well, and they're written for the benefit of multinational corporations that have no allegiance to this country. You know, so- That's right, the big guys benefit and, yeah. and, you know, it, it encourages oligopoly and in some instances, overt monopoly. But it's only because of state sponsorship. If you get rid of these regulatory restraints mm-hmm. and these barriers to market entry, you have yeah. a free market. And there is 
you know, there may be some degree of concentration, but nothing like happens when the state intervenes no. and says, oh, yeah, it's going to be your only cable channel or something we like will that. We see in- innovation. In the meantime, the Biden administration uh, is uh, probably very much in favor still of the WHO taking over our pandemic response or any nation and every nation it can uh, through their treaty that wouldn't be a new treaty, but they claim it's under the existing treaty, which I would dispute. If you were in the United States Senate, I know this would not be happening, uh, but uh, that deadline is tomorrow, apparently, December 1st, to reject the proposed 2022 IHR amendments. I don't know what the status is because the article we have linked up in the Defender doesn't say what's going to happen here in the U.S. I know that more and more countries are standing up against the WHO on this issue because of their abject failure uh, in COVID. What they've done is the worst thing they've done, and they want more power, and Biden wants to give it to them. Biden's all about globalism. He really is. And they want to see, you know, this is the Soros plan. It's not a surprise. The whole Democrat Party is in for it because of Soros. Soros is the principal financier of the whole Democrat Party. What does Soros want? Soros wants global governance. He wants, he he views the United States as the principal impediment to a global government system. He wants the independence of the United States eliminated. And he wants the United States economy crushed so that he can have a global government. That's why he wants open borders. He supports open borders, defunding the police, anti-incarceration prosecutors, all because he wants the American society and economy to collapse so that there can be global governance. That's what that's his view. It's he's written it. It's not a secret. It's in his books. Right. So what can we do? And One they, of the and things the we party is all in for it. And yeah. they're paid by Soros. You'll never hear a peep from Tim Kaine against George Soros or Alex Soros. Alex Soros has an Instagram post where he has a picture of himself with Tim Kaine and he writes in his Instagram post, I love this man. Of course you do. He's doing your bidding. Hmm. Well, I want to see you in the U.S. Senate. I know many people here, probably the majority, vast majority of those listening and watching the Robert Scott Bell Show live or later are supporting you. But I want to remind you, you can still support Jonathan. Go to uh, eMord for for, uh, Virginia, oh gosh, now I'm blanking out on this. Emord4VA.com. I go there all the time. Emord4VA.com. You can also see the upcoming events, including the one this afternoon after the show in Farmville, Virginia, and many more to come. And any that I can attend, I want to be there, of course, as we hopefully get you out and around the country again for more fundraisers. But uh, support Jonathan Emord, Emord4VA.com. Even if you're not in Virginia, the benefit to all of us in America to have uh, statesmen like Jonathan Nemord in the United States Senate. Hey, Jonathan, real quick, uh, I'm heading out on Monday with my kids. We're going to Colombia, Medellin, which used to be a scary place. It's obviously not the same as it was in the 80s, apparently. But there's a beautiful healing retreat center that was opened up in the mountains overlooking it uh, called Mountains of Hope. And I was invited among with other uh, natural and medical doctors that have influence in, in holistic realms. Uh, to do some really cool experiential uh, uh, healing that unfortunately can't be done in America, which again, for me as an American is, is, is embarrassing. People are going, as you know, across the border into Mexico for cancer care that they're not allowed to get here. This is a guy who's a wealthy philanthropist who was funding people's cancer recovery, right? I'm, you, you can't afford it. Here's the money. Go get the best. And he found out 100% of the people that he gave money to or gave to the, 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 the doctors, 100% of them died because it was what? Monopoly, medicine, allopathic oncology. 
There's a benefit somewhere in there, but he found it was zero. He got so mad. He's like, I got to do the better. And he decided to establish this healing retreat that he'd like to see duplicated everywhere and maybe even come to America. Now, I'm saying this partly because I know you're about health and medical freedom and being in the Senate, you can do things to help. But also next week, uh, and this is an announcement for everybody, Tuesday through Friday of next week, the Robert Scott Bell Show will be live from Columbia. And Jonathan, if you can appear remotely like normal, but it will be at a different time of the day. It would be 10 a.m. Eastern time instead of 3 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, a week from now. So check your schedule if you can join me live in the morning uh, instead of the afternoon for one time. So I know you got to look at your schedule, but I'm planting the seed. for. Well, I hope so, Robert. I'll have to check. Yeah, because the schedule. I'll have to check, Robert, but I hope so. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk some more off the air about that. All right, my good man. But in the meantime, have a great rally. I wish I could be there with you, my brother. It's so much fun to be with you each week to talk about these su- these such important such important issues about restoring freedom here in America and the benefit I think to the planet when we're more free here. Safe travels, Robert. Thanks All for right, having man. me on. Take care. That's the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show with Jonathan E. Mord. Each and every week at this time, as I said, I just made an announcement Tuesday through Friday of next week. We're going to be on a lot earlier. <laughs> It'd be way early for Super Don. Poor Super Don is going to have to get up super early uh, to go live 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. And I'm sure he'll replay it at the normal time. But uh, anyway, I, I can't guarantee I'll have my hair combed. Okay. It's okay. You can put a hat on. I don't mind. <laughs> you don't have a hippie pony. 7 a.m. Yeah. So I know. I know. But what? I, I was talking to him with the schedule. And we were looking, going back and forth. I was thinking I was going to have to do it at like uh, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, but that didn't work either. So the, we, we settled on 10 a.m. Eastern time, okay. Tuesday through Friday. So it'll be a different schedule next week. And we have the, the we have the freedom and leeway to do that. We just never do. Why not? But, hey, it's an opportunity to be uh, uh, bring a perspective on healing that we can't do here in the U.S. And I'm going to share that with everybody next week. And I'm excited about that. Now, next hour, I'm really excited, too, because Dr. Kim Thor is scheduled to join us. She's a a dynamic DC, if there ever was one. She's a dynamo. She's a powerhouse. She's a firebrand, fireball, all of that. And I saw her speak at the last event in Arizona. And, man, just get out of the way. She is a fierce warrior for freedom, protecting the kids. She's a brilliant chiropractor. And I can't wait to interview her for the first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show. But first up, Super D, we'll have some announcements to make as well as uh, a reality check on allopathic medicine. And the idea that what happened during World War II in Germany may not have been an isolated uh, event because of a couple of bad apples in medicine. It could be systemic. So we'll talk about that as well. So everybody, check it out, robertscabell.com. Let us know if you're in the chat room where where you're joining us from. And if you have a question or comment, we can monitor it and answer it during the show or in the bonus round after hour two. With that, Thank you for being here. And thanks for everybody that joined in live on the AMA, the Zoom AMA for Patreon supporters. If you missed it and you're a Patreon supporter, you still can access it. Superdon already put the video up. And if not, you can become a Patreon supporter and access all of the previous AMAs that haven't been banned by YouTube. Yeah, just saying. (laughs) With that, God bless y'all. We got a whole other hour broadcast healing after this because the power to heal is yours. Scott Bell Show.
with Scott Bell Show. And once again, I ha- have a difficult time figuring out where the year went as we're about to enter December 2023. But for those of you who are still alive and breathing, hopefully you're well as well. If not, keep tuning into the Robert Scott Bell Show because we also have homeopathic hits every day. We go live. And today will be one of the snake venom remedies you definitely want to learn about for blood issues, uh, lung and cough issues, and more. Uh, so thanks for uh, being with us. And Super Don has now done some even more extraordinary things, especially initially for our Patreon supporters, uh, to make the videos, the five-minute segments available separate from the entire show. I'm like, I can't believe you did it. That came from our AMA yesterday, a suggestion. You know, that's one of the things we do. We, we get together once a month and, you know, aside from uh, just, you know, talking about different health issues and, and different topics and things and giving away lots of stuff. We gave away five, like a bunch of silver and a T-shirt and all that kind of stuff yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that, you know, it is, 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 hey, what can we do? You know, what can we do differently? Is there something we can provide differently? You know, not just on the show, but also on Patreon and why we had a suggestion that somewhat two suggestions actually one was that we gather and bundle all of the homeopathic kit PDFs mm-hmm. into like a zip file yeah. uh, and make available for, to just to download. So I did yeah. that that's posted on Patreon now. And then uh, we had another suggestion where it was like, you know, can you like isolate the, the homeopathic kit segments just by themselves special, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, okay, so I, I've got the one from yesterday and I'm going to start doing that moving forward. Uh, putting those up on Patreon. So it's another another benefit. If you want to thank you to you for supporting us very, very directly by becoming patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show. So thank you for that. And yeah. and for those of you who aren't, uh, look, we love you too. <laughs> Just please share the show because we don't have PR pharmaceutical money, right, to do that. And so it's up to you to say, hey, have you heard this show? This is pretty cool. If you like it, of course. If you don't, probably not going to do much. And why are you listening anyway? <laughs> But I'm here and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for you, Super D. Also grateful for those that make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty possible. We've had a lot of special deals through Thanksgiving holiday into this week. In fact, extended deals like Bob Rioran, who was on with Judy Mikovits, uh, talked about the, the Folium products. And he's extended the 15% off deal, which is a rarity. You don't get that from Folium because it's a very, you know, uh, let's say a valuable product. And it takes a lot to put it together. But he says, uh, if you call them, uh, there's a, a couple of numbers here up on the screen, 818-996-4325. Also, you can uh, text 818-926-3124, or you can send an email, info at foliumpx.com. Mention the Robert Scott Bell Show or RSB. You get your 15% discount. That expires tomorrow, the 1st of December. I believe that's right, or maybe even tonight, but you might be able to extend it a day. I don't know. Also, Trinity School of Natural Health has a bunch of deals, uh, including upcoming uh, January the 31 days uh, uh, race, the virtual race to help uh, raise funds for the uh, scholarship for those that are needing help to take part in Trinity School uh, classwork. Although it's very reasonably priced for most of you, you can do that. It's wonderful. You won't go into debt doing it. Uh, So Trinity School, their virtual Health Freedom Expo is February, I believe 18th and 19th. And so you can uh, sign up for that. I think you get maybe a five bucks discount as well for that, but it's very inexpensive for three months access. And we'll be part of that as well. Uh, There it is, Trinity School. You can register also uh, right up above it. Oh, there you go, the Trinity there. Look, it's got a countdown clock, I think. Is that what I'm looking at? Well, it's it's not a working clock. Oh, it's, it's static. That's, right. Yeah, that's what it's it was when I grabbed the screenshot. But if you click yeah. on the banner, it'll take you to the oh, page good. with the clock. All right. So there's yeah. that. We also have up above it the uh, 
uh, Autism Health Summit. Tracy Slepsevic is, is setting that up in San Antonio, Texas, February 2nd and 3rd. Great, great lineup of speakers. We're also scheduled to be at the World Wellness Weekend uh, Functional Medicine Summit and Expo. And that's wellnessparenting.info, March 8th through 10th in Atlanta. And then the following weekend, March 14th through 17th in Lake Lanier Islands outside of Atlanta for the third annual Next Steps Conference. So if you guys want to be at any or all of those, we'd love to, I'd love to see you. And there'll be more things happening as well. And just stay in touch and sign up for the newsletter for free. You can text RSB to double six eight double six 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 eight six six, And you could be uh, prompted to enter your email address and be part of the newsletter as well as there it is. And remember also uh, the Frontier, Nutritional Frontiers products, they have a 15% line drive on everything. And I think it may expire tonight or tomorrow. I don't know. It's really coming fast. but the- uh, It expires tonight. Tonight. So yep. 15% off plus because you're part of the Robert Scott Bell Show family. Use the code RSB15. You get an additional 15% off. That's double dipping. Don't you love it? That's the good kind of double dipping. So use RSB15, get your NRDMG, get your super creatine, get all of the wonderful things that they do there. And we utilize a lot of those products and I hope you will too. I believe and Echo is still got theirs going on. And last, last time I checked, uh, Sovereign Silver is still doing theirs as well. Excellent. Well, take advantage of those bundles and get he- you know healthed up for the new year coming. And uh, don't wait for that New Year's resolution to kick in. Start now. So thank you to all y'all for supporting us and supporting them. And there's way more than we can. We have time to go into. Nope. Uh, real quick, real yeah. quick. Uh, you know, we have an account on this this social media thing called Threads, mm-hmm. which I really haven't spent much time on. But we've got like a gazillion followers. Uh, it what? just it just happened. Really? Um, what do we do with for, that? For the sh- nothing. I don't, I don't know. But what I did, I got a notification just a minute ago. Uh-huh. Uh, unjected.com started following us. Hey, that's and I was like, oh, so I, I just real quick, I went over there and said, hey, thanks for the follow. We'll mention you on the air. So we, we brought this up the other day. So I, for, we had a guest on and they're mm-hmm. like, what was that dating service where like you yeah. can like for people that have been vaccinated and that's it, unjected.com. So they are now officially following us on threads. All right, cool. Shout out <laughs> to them. If you are in the dating game and you want to find people that are not injected, Onjected.com. Uh, They're awesome. So, yeah, we did a show on that a while back as well. I think it was Dr. Hadar from uh, down in South Florida. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's see what else we got going on. Hey, how about this first story? And then we'll bring on Dr. Kim Thor. Again, she's got plenty to say, and I don't want to take anything away from that. But it is a, it's a fascinating article. It's not a pleasant article to reference, but I think it's important. It's something that I've said for a lot of years here. And this relates to allopathic medicine in the 20th and now 21st century. This is in Medical Express. This is not in some alternative news thing that you might try to dismiss as being uh, biased or whatever. Medical Express, we, we find a lot of interesting stories on, on medical studies, different things like that. It is not coming from us. But here's the headline. Report, Nazi doctors weren't just a few bad apples. Simplistic stories won't help guard against future medical abuses. Do you... Do you do you get what they're saying here? You know, they like to say, well, that was just an anomaly in history. I mean, doctors would never do these things. This was just a weird event. And we had the Nuremberg trials to make sure it would never happen again. And just following orders could not be an excuse on and on it goes. And I said, listen, they have been engaged in Nazi like tactics, Nazi medicine since then. And probably before then, in terms of eugenics programs, not just in Germany, but among many of the wealthy, elite, globalist, industrialist, population reductionist crew, from Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood all the way to Bill Gates, 
have been engaged in Nazi medicine. That is terminating people whose lives are worthless, meaningless, useless eaters as they would determine them or us to be. And they've utilized modern medicine to slow kill it, although they accelerated the slow kill to a more rapid kill under COVID with COVID injections. This is not an anomaly. It's not a one-off. When I say modern medicine is the third leading cause of death, I am not actually encompassing where it really should be statistically. Number one, that's not a good proud place to be number one because the treatments that they give you, even prevention strategies like injections, vaccines, contribute to cancer and heart disease, number two and number one, as a cause of death. So I say modern medicine is the leading cause of death. They have a medical degree and they can poison you back to health. Now, if you believe that's accurate, then, of course, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. You've heard that for those of you old enough to remember that. The idea that allopathic medicine should be everywhere for everybody all of the time. And this is the one of the faulty premises, if you will, or premise, however you say that, uh, regarding socialized medicine. Those that say, America, you're so cruel, people can get bankrupted because they can't afford medical care. Well, you've made drugs so prolific in monopoly that you've poisoned people into diseases that are not natural in any way and would not have even occurred had it not been for the medical intervention that occurs even within a semi-capitalistic society where we do not have a free market for medicine and healthcare. It's disease creation and disease management machinery. And as I say in my lectures, I'll say it here on the show, maybe for the new people, especially the most dangerous thing you can have in America is really good medical insurance. And for those of you who are uncomfortably chuckling because you're part of that, you know, perhaps why I say that. Because those insurance schemes, if it's really good, will cover every interventional test to determine that you have diseases that you don't actually have and then prescribe drugs for those diseases and symptoms that you don't really have to give you actual diseases and symptoms that you didn't have that will require more drugs for the symptoms you didn't have that were given to you by the tests telling you you had something you didn't have and on and on it goes. And that's the system. That's not healthcare. And for those of you who have socialized systems, how much homeopathy and naturopathy and chiropractic and herbalism and, Reiki or energy healing, how much of that is covered under your socialized system? No, it's a system to profit the drug industry, the medical monopoly, that if they had to bill you individually, no one would be paying for it except through third-party insurance schemes, private, semi-private, public, whatever you want to call it. And it's a disaster. And this is where I speak out against licensure. And I have friends that are MDs, DOs, NDs even, and DCs that have licenses now. Licensure is not a guarantee of qualification. It's an economic monopoly, control of a population to eliminate competition. If you're good at what you do, you don't need monopoly protection. You need someone to bar the door because you're so good, everybody wants to see you. (laughs) But in freedom, of course, it means you have to excel uh, under your own efforts. If you have a Monopoly Practice Act, you could suck and you could still have a practice. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody with a license is horrible. That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you just the basic premise of licensure is not to protect the public. And if you doubt me, 
Look at all the people that are driving around in cars with driver's licenses. How good are they? Are they really qualified? You watch, you see, you're like, how did he get his license? It's because it isn't about protecting the people. It's about population control. I'll let it go at that, but suffice it to say, Nazi medicine is still alive and well in the Western world and all over planet Earth. The WHO is promoting it with their agenda to control pandemic response by mandating lockdowns, shutdowns, school shutting, religious institution shutdowns, uh, mandatory injections, wearing masks, distancing, taking drugs that will destroy your kidneys rather than maybe drugs and or dietary supplements and homeopathics that can actually help you and heal you. And in the midst of the rise of uh, pneumonias among children. This is not a, an antibiotic deficiency. Start nebulizing silver and copper. Look to the remedies I've talked about for the lungs. Uh, we cover in the homeopathic hits of the day here on the Robert Scott Bell show and more. And keep your kids away from doctors. If you can, as much as they might mean, well, the poisons coming out of IG Farben the chemical conglomerate that was broken up post-World War II and turned out into the various pharmaceutical companies, including Pfizer, Merck, GSK. You can find the lineage all the way back to the Nazi medicine. And the doctors are prescribing this stuff, the same damn drugs, the same damn poisons. And it's about time that we recognize them for what they are. Good at allopathic medicine. That means interventions when you're shot by bullets or hit by a bus. Outside of that, you might want to steer clear. And go see a chiropractor and a naturopath and a homeopath. And with that, let's bring on one of those dynamic chiropractors. Dr. Kim Thor is on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We have her uh, linked up in the show notes, D-R-K-I-M-T-H-O-R.com. And she does carry the energy of Thor when you're in person with her, man. She's dynamic and she's here with us. Dr. Kim, I pray that I can hear you. Yes. Hi, am I here? Yeah, yes. you didn't get the test and you're working it out, man. Thank you, Dr. Kim Thor. So good to see you again. We saw you in Arizona and you yeah. were bringing it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I heard you earlier. You're like, just get out of her way. And I'm like, oh, all right. It made me sit up a little taller. <laughs> well, I watched you. You bring it. You're you're bringing all that energy of chiropractic uh, uh, beauty to the uh, fore. And I love it. I appreciate it. Uh, you can comment on anything we've covered so far today. In addition to things we'll get to talk about and your passion, which includes your new book, which we'll talk about as well. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I go to a chiropractor when you say don't go to the doctor, you know, I, I feel like it's important for every single person to allow their brain and body to communicate like computer with wires inside, you know, so if people aren't going to the chiropractor, you are not able to achieve your individual optimal health ever. So my favorite patient's a four hour old baby, you know, so get them all there early, but like I grew up in, in that mindset, in that lifestyle. And so we didn't really have to go to the medical doctor much. Mm -hmm. So um, there is a time and a place as you put it, but yeah, I'm really glad I chose to be a chiropractor, which is a fun thing to say. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. And I agree with you. I mean, of all the doctors out there that are licensed, those are the ones doing the least harm, <laughs> if we can say that, or the quite opposite, they're doing great benefit. But I think that, as you know, uh, in 1976, the Supreme Court decision, Wilk versus AMA, showed that the American Medical Association had colluded to wipe out its competition, as they did from you know the 19th century forward, targeting homeopaths like me, naturopaths as well. And uh, my argument is that we shouldn't go the way of licensure. That's what they did. Their monopoly status has created 
uh, mediocrity at best. And I don't want to see that in chiropractic. In fact, the majority of chiropractic schools now mandate vaccines upon entry. That's just a, a supreme violation of the fundamental philosophy going back to the origin point. Yeah, a lot of times it's state ruled. I found like the the school I went to was in Iowa and they have a campus across the river in Illinois. So when Illinois came out and said, listen, you have to, instead of being like, hey, we'll bus everyone across to Iowa where nobody has to and we don't have to send a letter that says anything about anything being injected. Mm-hmm. We're going to make that happen because that's state law and that didn't happen in my state, you know, and so I'm not there. I don't know how I would have reacted, but it made me mad when I got yeah. that email. It really did because... We are a, a profession of natural healthcare people. And in my opinion, mm-hmm. that is not a natural healthcare choice, nor is marketing for it or commenting about it. And so even the phone calls that I made, you know, back in the day, <laughs> you almost get turned off at the response enough for me to just want to shut up and hang, hang up the phone. And I'm not one to stop talking much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it didn't sit well with me. And some chiropractors, chiropractic schools, I'm sorry, don't require it upon entry. Not mm-hmm. all of them do. But I one time I asked a chiropractor if he vaccinates his children when I was doing my own research a few years ago. And he said, Kim, don't insult my principles. And I said, OK, I'm sorry. Of course. Yes. Thank you. So I just feel like it might not necessarily align with mm-hmm. the principles. Yeah. Amen, Dr. Kim. That's what I'm talking about. Stand up and defend those principles. Don't don't become mediocre or worse by saying, well, that's where everybody's doing it. They're saying I have to do it. You know, when your mom brought you up and said, just because little Johnny did it, does that mean you do it too? I'm like, stand up for what's right. And uh, yeah. you know, I'm encouraging the chiropractors with a spine to do so. And there are many that are, and I praise and appreciate you. And I know you're one of them. I love that with a spine. Yeah, you know, like thinking back, I remember my my biggest memory of going to the doctor is be, when I needed a piece of paper to be signed to go to school and still not say yes to the things that my family chose to not say yes to. And mm-hmm. we didn't really need it otherwise. So that's what we did. And, you know, I was seen as weird and different to those that learned. So whatever, I just wear the weird and different hat and what's right is not always popular and what's popular is not always right, they Mm -hmm. say. So that's just how we live. Yeah. Well, and that's, again, the living example of your belief. You live it. You don't just speak it and then do the opposite. That's hypocrisy. And uh, as I said, I'm willing to call out homeopaths, naturopaths, and chiropractors if they don't stand up on principle in defense of what is right. And these are vitalistic views of the body, not chemical views of the body, like we can poison people back to health. That's absurd. That's we disastrous. Were, we were born with nose hairs to keep out things. We were born with oils on our skin to keep out things. The body was designed in every way possible to have an immune system, to then be have a stronger immune system by breastfeeding from our mother. That whole fed is best thing drove me crazy. How do you get an immune system at the store? Well, you don't. You get it from your mother. So that strengthens your immune system. Our our own defense systems, when strong enough, when fed well, when when they have the best chance at health, they're there and designed to protect us. And the way in which some non-natural things are given to the body is is not at all how design was intended, I don't think. No, I agree. I agree 100% on that. And, you know, the thing is, we, we have got to a point in our culture, the Western mindset, much less the, that here in America, 
where children are assaulted if they're born in hospitals immediately with aluminum containing uh, injections for so-called hep B as if they're going to sneak out of the delivery room and get a tattoo with a dirty needle. And even if they did, or even if uh, you thought it was still a good idea, even though it's not, you can't elicit an antibody response in a baby that has no autonomous immune system outside of the mother maternal, you know, gift, if you will, which you pointed out. And so those smart, smart, smart asses, let me just say it that way in medicine that think this is such a good, good policy. Explain to me immunologically how this would have a, a benefit at all, other than the detriment of, of injecting aluminum into an innocent little baby. Yeah. You know, you talk about the reaction. I, I've read too much, sir, but like they say, because it elicits a response, and that is how it is said said to do what need be done, hypothetically, let's say. So, like, if it elicits a response, what response is that? Is that the correct response? Is that the way in which it would have normally entered the body, in which the body would have then normally reacted to it? I mean, I just have all these questions that I think about. And like you said earlier, as you in practice, as a provider, I mean, the chiropractors I talk to, some of them are scared to say things out loud. Whether it's, it's in the community or in the room with a patient or even in the mirror, it's like if you cannot be as great as possible, if you're not authentic and you can't be authentic, if you're doing things for your kids that you don't say out loud for your patients, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. I, I get heated about it because I'm known in my not so giant town, but I'm known as the person who chooses different things. I will walk up to the school board. I will go meet with the principal. I will go to the chamber meeting where the governor is at and raise my hand and ask questions. So I wear that hat because I can't help not to. And then I don't have to think about, it's like, then I can just think less all the time and just be and just live every moment on that path with my line in the sand with what I think and know is best because I've lived it, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. And not everyone does that. But like when the governor came to visit, I raised my hand and said, oh, why didn't you pass that bill in 2015 when you tried to mandate meningitis in Nebraska? And he said, because the inoculation kills more people than the disease itself. And those were the words out of his mouth, out of the governor of my state. And in my head, I'm like, well, why doesn't every governor read the paper? Or is that not what the paper would have then said? You know, and like we have a religious exemption in Nebraska, so we can just say no thank you to things. And in my opinion, the body's a temple, period. Nothing else need be said, you know, but there are other reasons for it. That is held at a state level in every single state. And so if your senators and your governor and all the other people that vote do not feel similarly, that can be taken away in a matter of moments. And it's crazy. People have to band together to be louder, to overshadow the loudness that's already there. And that's a hard thing to do. So if you're biting your tongue for whatever the reason, silence only makes it easier to take our rights away. And I get, I'm like red in the face because I get so mad because sometimes I, I feel like I'm too different because there's not enough people also doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are inspiring others, despite the fact not enough are doing it, to maybe find their courage their willingness to stand up in defense of what is right. And, you know, you mentioned something, the chilling effect of the fear of speaking out for retribution. And I've seen this. We've covered doctors of chiropractic that got in trouble, threatened with loss of license. And in Canada, some indeed lost their license because they spoke out about the COVID injection scam. 
And they say, well, that's not in your scope of practice to have an opinion to much less to say. I'm like, really? You're a yeah, human no, being? It's, and it's just not, because, yeah. And, it's, and sorry, it's what, not in our scope of practice, but I'm a human and I yeah. say no. So I can well, say that. Exactly. But also this is the chilling effect of, yeah, I'm going to say it again, licensure. Licensure is a way to control a population of people. And in this case, chiropractors that threaten with loss of license. Why should they need to be licensed to do what they're qualified to do because of their schooling? They pat, did you pass? Can you get board of certified? Yes. Outside. Yes. But then they say, oh, you have to be licensed. Therefore, we can control your speech. This is the trap that the chiropractors fell into wanting to be licensed like doctors, much like the naturopaths coming out of Bastyra National and others. The trap. It's not freedom. And the medical doctors finally are figuring that out through COVID because even they were threatened with loss of license for speaking out against remdesivir and the jabs and for things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, much less zinc, vitamin C and other things. Yeah, I found even like on social media, you got to just be careful of the words. Like my best friend from college, she's an attorney. Every word she says matters and it's like written down. And so I kind of thought about that back in the day, you know, every word you say matters. And so like anybody can walk in my door with whatever symptom. And what I do is treat the spine for subluxation, give them an adjustment and the body better communicates and heals better. Every time. That's what I do. Every time. That is my scope. It is this small. That is what I do. And it changes the world and it's fantastic. But I can say that I had to sign papers to go to school because I was not vaccinated for what I needed to be vaccinated for. I can say that I say no thank you for my own children. I can say they still go to public school. I can say that when a mask mandate came out, we never for one single day sent them to school with a mask on. We didn't pull them either. We got an exemption. We got the same email as all the other parents, but we were the only ones in their class without a mask on. Yeah, like you know my what I mean? That, that yeah. is what I do as a human. That is what I do as a mother. And so on social media, when I talk about it, I might say, we say no thank you or natural health care, you know? And for those that know what I'm talking about, it's implied, but you don't want to get flagged necessarily if you don't have to, to mm -hmm. still get the point across. And it's crazy how fast social media can spread too. Um, my business Facebook page has almost 4,000 people on it. And I, it's it's like an imposter syndrome kind of. I'm like, am, am I really doing it right sometimes? Mm. Like, am I really making a difference? Am I making as much of an impact that, you know, the day you're on the deathbed, are you going to feel like you did enough? And we're never going to feel like you do enough. But it, it's almost a little validating to know that I'm not the only one, you know? And so I, I like spreading the word that way. And it, mm -hmm. and it sucks that some people were merely... I, I assume trying to say similar things, mm -hmm. you know, let's help people naturally. Yeah. And, and it didn't go so well for them. Isn't that amazing? Look at this. Uh, Valerie puts in her naturopath who went to Bastyr recommended the COVID shot for her with no medical exemption as an option. A naturopath, folks. You understand what I'm saying here? That's allopathic naturopathy. And there are allopathically inclined chiropractors, not you, Dr. Kim, but I'm, I'm just saying they exist. And look, I yeah. believe in the right to practice how you believe is right. But uh, I just don't I just don't like the idea of eliminating competition in, you know, those that are more inclined naturally. And I also would like to see, Dr. Kim, as you would, that every child born in the United States of America, much less other countries, if possible, were getting adjusted by a chiropractor at birth. And if yeah. that were to happen, Dr. Kim, I want to ask you, what do you think would be different? What would we see different oh, among these kids? So much would be different. Okay. So I have a friend who claims that she can pick out of a school picture those that have not been vaccinated. And I don't know if I really believe her, but I trust her as a person and maybe she can. But sometimes you can see a, a dim or a decrease in sparkle. 
Okay, that's a whole nother conversation. Chiropractic alone, those that get adjusted, they're brighter. The brain talks to the body through the nerves. When you get adjusted, the nerves are freer to flow, better communicate, better function, better heal, period. What does heal mean? Anything. The body is designed to heal, period. So if every baby, and my favorite's a wet one, four hours old, they're not super slippery, but kind of slippery, or like they're already in this nasty car seat for this curled up little baby on the way home from the hospital, go by the chiropractor's office. They're already in the car seat. That's my favorite. I had my third baby at home so that we could do things how we want to do things, which is awesome. So I also love doing a house call. It's like this sweet spot, you know? So if these tiny, tiny, tiny babies went to a chiropractor, as some do, before you can say words like ear infection or letters like RSV or things like Prilosec, for example, hypothetically, or Zantac or words like acid reflux or colic or torticollis. I mean, there are so many things that walk in my door. And to reiterate, I only give them a chiropractic adjustment because that is my specialty for all of that to see in my little tunnel vision world at the office change so much, so fast, so significantly before babies can even say, ouch, right? If you translate that to on a giant scale and we're all functioning better, healing better, in our own way, at our greatest capacity inside our own immune systems and our individualized everything, if you will. I mean, you, I couldn't even fathom the benefits. I couldn't even fathom a world like that. Mm. My kids are the smartest in their class. And it's funny because my oldest said to me, mom, this guy's second under me and his mom's a chiropractor too. And I think they said no to the things we said no to too. And I went, hmm. So in our little lab rat science experiment where we were the control group and we said, no, thank you. And we got adjusted so that everything can function. That's the results I'm seeing in my life. And I listened to Robert Kennedy speak. Dang. He said it would be potentially easy hypothetically to dump down and in generation and people might not notice. And I was like, what did you just say, buddy? And uh, given that little science experiment of a hypothetical nature in my head, in my own life, it's like, wow, some things just click. And it's like right place, right time, holy crap stuff. And, mm. you know, it would just make everyone brighter and healthier and able to process life better and better adapt to their environment. And imagine the ideas that would then be sprung when mental clarity would be hypothetically more possible because the brain was better talking to the body. Like, mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe we'd have flying cars already. I mean, <laughs> the potential is limitless is, yes. is all it is. I love that. That's exactly yeah. where I'm at with it. Uh, did you ever hear Dr. Brian Artis's story about how he turned to chiropractic with his firstborn? No. Oh my gosh. I mean, everybody should hear. He, he talked about it on this show, maybe a couple of times already. I know you might've met him at the Arizona event, but okay. he didn't tell a story there. Uh, you know, born, uh, you know, uh, with, I don't know if it was forceps, but something was messed up. And this child would not latch on except to one breast, not the other, would scream, cry. It was horrible. Everything was horrible. And, um, you know, they, they kept blaming him, the parents. The doctors yeah. would say, well, it's your fault. You did it. You're know, like, what is going on? And then went to a doctor. He didn't even know it was a chiropractor. And, and uh, you know, this doctor said, hey, do you mind if I, you know, do it? Because see, clearly there was some serious 
the maladjustments or, or subluxations. There you go. Corrected. And and this baby was adjusted. He heard the sound. The baby screamed out and then just passed out, went to sleep. And yeah. Brian didn't know what was happening. He wasn't Dr. Artis and he wasn't a chiropractor. Then he was like, oh, what did you do to my child? Just grabbed that child and just left. And, you know, it was you know, called up the doctor once again and said, this is what just happened. The other, the, the, the original doctor and that doctor said, how dare you bring that child to a chiropractor? You probably killed that child. It was like at that point, he, he, he had done it. It was enough. Now that child began to latch on. We understand. Yeah, I'm doing the short of course version, you did. but it was like the night and day. And he was like, Oh my, you know, I, now he went and became a doctor of chiropractic and became very outspoken for that as well as against the, the, re, let me just say it this way, the retarded brains of modern medicine that, that do these stupid things outside of the scope of their practice, which, you know, unfortunately has become to poison people back to health, not just to put people that are shot with bullets or hit by cars back together. Uh, that, that I think everything beyond that is outside the scope of their practice. I'm just saying, maybe I'm exaggerating a little. How do you really not. feel? But, How uh, do you really feel? But, th but this is where we're at, where we could speak freely about it. I can. I'm not licensed, nor if they licensed homeopaths, would I accept it? I would refuse it. I would reject it outright because I shall not be controlled because healing is a gift from God, not government, nor anybody at the state level who gets the Monopoly Practice Act for them to control a whole profession and prevent anybody else from competing against it. So healing. Yeah, let's talk about that control of the people. I mean, even just to make you wear a mask, that's a control of the people too, sir. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a certain insurance, your benefits are limited at the chiropractor. That's control of the people. I mean, there are so many standing six feet away. You never saw that in my office. Spit on me. Let's build our immune systems. When's the party? Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of control of the people and a lot of fear. It's like, Oh, is this bug going to come get me today? Well, bugs are always there. It's whether the host is ready or not. It's whether the host is adaptable or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got that. I love it. That's why I say when you get up, I just want to cheer. You just let, let loose on it and love it. And you have a book out, came out January of this year, and I'd love people to get it if they haven't already. It's called Growing Up Fearless by Dr. Kim, Dr. Kim Thor. Uh, and it's linked up also with Dr. Ben Tapper, another friend of ours who's terrific. And uh, yeah. just, like I said, you got a hardcover paperback in the Kindle version, it looks like. Yes. Yeah, so, it's a pretty fun thing. I mean, a lot of this stuff makes me heated, dude. And like my blood pressure increases, you know? So it's like, what do I do with that? I'm a positive person with energy mostly. I don't, I don't want it to bring me down, but when you think about it, it can be a heavy thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I try to turn my emotions into passion and passion into marketing. And yeah. it didn't seem to be quite enough when those masks were mandated. So I decided to write a book and really like halfway through the year when the kid has no mask on and other parents are like, how did you do that? And I'm like, you got the same email as I did. It just made me have to tell it. Because I know there's some people that had thought thought processes that weren't similar to mine, like, you know, oh, the school says we should do it, so let's do that. Or, oh, I feel like that's what we should do because people are talking about it, so let's do that. Or, oh, I don't want someone to think negatively if I don't. Or, you know, I don't, I don't really understand, so I'll just do what they tell me. <laughs> My thought process when I read that was, fuck that shit. There was no way I'm going to do that. I'm sorry. No. No, thank you. So I wrote it down in a book and now you can read about it. Tell us how you really feel. As you said, <laughs> you got me back.
Yes. Dr. Kim Thor, uh, we have your website, drkimthor.com. Uh, beautiful uh, uh, pictures of adjustments all over the place of these kids. Yeah. I love that. Turning the kids, their light back on. And you guys and gals, if you haven't experienced this kind of treatment and care, uh, it's not treating disease. It's helping the whole person to be, you know, fulfill your life's purpose and mission. And yeah. I believe in in chiropractic as a legitimate way to help you do and achieve great things. As I said, as I call out some chiropractors, the same way I call out some doctors, some naturopaths and homeopaths, when you don't stand up on principle for what you believe in fundamentally, the question is, why did you go into it? Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you operating in fear? And if that's the case, how are you helping others to release that fear like Dr. Kim is? That's what I want to see more of. So you're in Nebraska, but are you going to any events uh, coming up like uh, we saw you in Arizona? Of course I am. Um, in a week and a half, they want me to teach four hours in Atlanta, and I'm used to 45 minutes, so that'll okay. be fun. And in March, there's the next Health and Wellness Summit that I see, met see you, you there. at last time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's in Atlanta also. And yep. in April for chiropractors, I'm hosting an eight hour continued ed event on the beach of Key West, Florida, because why not? I had to pick a spot nice. um, on how to actually adjust a baby with tactile skills at the beach. Yeah, look at you guys. You are on it. There it is. Um, it's very limited and it's very fancy. But it wouldn't be any other way to have a stellar adjustment come out of that. So if you're a chiropractor, I would love to have you. I'm just trying, you know, the Palmers used to say, you never know how far reaching something you may think, say or do will affect mm. the lives of millions tomorrow. So I try yeah. to use and it just resonated with me. So I just try to use every single opportunity I can to do that. And these are just silly ideas in my head that then become real. So yeah. it's going to be great and fun. Well, I, where would you want to be on in April? How about Key West? Yeah. How about Key West? Nice choice there, Kim. Yeah, thank well, you. Thank you. Yeah. Dr. Kim Thor, God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you so much. Thanks for standing up and, and speaking out and doing what's right. And we'll have you on again. Of course, I look forward to seeing you at some of these events we'll both be at. Sounds great. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Y'all check out her book, Growing Up Fearless. It's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. We're on two hours a day, six days a week. I love it, getting the spotlight and highlight. Great people, gifted healers, people who are passionate about bringing that power to heal back where it belongs, turning on that light, that heart light, et cetera. And uh, we try to do that a little bit here all the time, all the time. All right, Super Don, I know we got questions of the day. We got comments of the day. That was a lot of fun with Dr. Kim Thor. We want to thank all as well. Jonathan E. Mord, I hope everybody supports him and his efforts to become the next U.S. Senator from Virginia, uh, emord4va.com. And then we've got our homeopathic hit that goes through snake venom territory. Brian Artis will like that. Uh, so what shall we do first, my friend? the day all right let's do it this is from kenneth you think kenneth is our newest patron is he the guy that joined us uh recently i'm guessing maybe could be yeah, yeah. hi rsb and super d so super d you're not off the hook on this one uh, my question is related to the homeopathic hits and was curious if robert has ever made his own homeopathic remedy uh gathered the source material and diluted and succussed Obviously not something harmful like Bothrops or Lachesis or Rustox. How difficult would it be to make a remedy? Kenneth. All right. Well, yes, I have. Of course, I've been in homeopathic laboratories. I've worked in them and I've taken uh, materials and made them myself. In fact, you can even take an existing homeopathic remedy and take it from that potency and potentize it to the next level if you'd like. 
to extend it in some way, shape or form. Now, if you're doing these things at home, Super Don, like, I don't know if you've turned your urine into homeopathy yet because you're not. No, all, I, all I've done is the paper stuff. You've done the paper homeopathy. Yes. All right. So that's not the, what what uh, Kenneth is asking. So, no, all right. yeah, nice try, though. But the idea of dilution succussion, serial dilution succussion is basically available to everybody. And I've brought up the Russian general Korsakov. Uh, if you if you study Korsakov, he, he there's an actual potency named after him, the K potencies, because they were out in the field, you know, like in on the battlefield and they needed he was a homeopath needed. Hey, how do I make remedies? I don't have a lab here to do it right. And da-da-da-da. so his idea was using something called the cohesion tension theory. I don't even know if they had that theory back then, but it was in the glass bottle. You would take the original substance, uh, shake it up, you know, 100 times or so, and then throw it out or put it in another container, then add water to it, the same container. And then what was left on the walls of the glass in that container was considered the next potency. You'd shake that up a hundred times. Now you'd once again, dump out the contents of that, throw it away or put it in something else. You'd add water again to it, shake it up. Now you've got the three K I'm just going through it. Now, some people assume it's a hundred fold step of dilution, but it's a, it's a multifactorial step because there's always elements of each dilution remaining on the wall of the glass that is used for the next potency as you dilute and succuss. So the Corsicovian method is the easiest thing to do at home. You don't have to measure out things and be accurate. Exactly. Now, Having said that, Super Don, if you mm. want to make them according to the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States, HPUS, you got to sign up and pay for the monograph and everything, and it'll tell you exactly how. Cookie cutter steps. This is what you must do. Monograph says this. This is what the original substance looks like, et cetera. That's Sounds not, like a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Most people are not going to be able to do that in their home. I'll just, I'll just go spend the 12 bucks at the yeah. store. So the point is... You can take a remedy and make it yourself, but it won't be HPUS approved or FDA regulated unless you start selling it as a oh, homeopathic remedy. I manufactured in my house. And unfortunately, the regulatory state will find you faster than it found Osama bin Laden if you try to do that. Mm-hmm. But you can make it for yourself. I've done it. It's not that complicated, uh, but you can also look online and say, hey, give me a sneak preview of a, ho- a homeopathic pharmacopoeia remedy and how to make it. And you could probably, I haven't done that, but you could probably search it and find out and, and make your own if you want. Just saying. So how's that for an answer there, Super And D? then you can invent your own uh, ones, right? I mean, sure, why not? technically, you could just say, yeah. hey, you know what? I think this this would be a good one. This would work. And you can just take whatever it is and make a remedy out of it. Yeah. Homeopathic Izzy or whatever. No, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Do we have another question of the day? We do. This is coming from an overwhelmed mama. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, I'm new to the to this walk in health and faith and am considering it a blessing to have found the RSB show to help me in my slow walk into healing. My daughter was vaccinated before I knew better, and we have been detoxing and dealing with the, the allergies that develop due to these shots. I'm looking to have another child, but realized through research that I and my daughter both have the MTHFR mutation, so no folic acid, which is in every prenatal commercially available. I was wondering if you could recommend a place to begin my research into finding a good prenatal supplement regimen. I'm not sure how to begin, so I appreciate your assistance. Sincerely, an overwhelmed mama. Now, both me and Super D, I don't care if I said it wrong English-wise, we came to the same conclusion for immediate help. And 
there's a place you can go on Facebook if you're on it. It's called Not a Nurse and Not a Doc. It's a private group, and you you must answer the question to be able to be admitted into it. And it's all 100% whole food focused. And one of our friends, Dr. Sherry Neal, is uh, helping to guide that and keep that going. And she can plug you into what you can do. And remember, um, well, you can't remember because you're new to the show, but uh, I don't buy into the MTHFR uh, in concrete scenario because I realize gene expression is due to environment. And if you alter the environment, you can alter gene expression. And folate, the folate form, is not folic acid per se, but that folate form is utilizable. Nobody should be taking folic acid synthetic. That's not, that's not fit for ingestion. But I would say Sherry Neal would be who I'd go to. Go to the Not a Nurse and Not a Doc group. It's called Not a Nurse and Not a Doc on Facebook and start asking questions there. They will help you. Sherry and others will help you. Everything you need to know and slow walk you or fast walk you, however fast you want to go or slow you want to go. And if you have any problem with finding that, you can just shoot us another message and we'll uh, we'll we'll walk you through it. Speaking yeah, of a slow lot, walk. A yeah. lot of the things that we find to be necessary that are not emphasized enough, I believe, uh, during pregnancy includes chromium, which we've talked about for years here, and the right form, 100% whole food form. You can get that with uh, Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. Call him at 866-424-1077 or just go to choosetobehealthy.com when you check out enter the code RSB5. But another thing critical for the development and growth, including chromium, is copper. Copper plays a very important role in the growth and development of the baby in you, mommy. So that's another thing not to overlook. And there are a lot of other things that you can do. Uh, there you go. The Sovereign Copper Superdon's holding up. And I think the bundle is still available, the special 20% off plus gifts and things bundle. Mm-hmm. If you click mm-hmm. on the banner at robertscottbell.com, you'll see it for Sovereign Copper. And there's a special page. Cyber Cyber Monday uh, page is where you right. want to go. Excellent. Excellent. So hopefully that's helpful. And once you follow up with uh, Sherry Neal and not a nurse and not a doc on Facebook, then get back to us and let's let's learn about what you've learned about. That would be awesome. There you go. And that leads us to our homeopathic hit of the day. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Boy, it's a big one today. Talk about, you know, going number one with a fang or two. Elapse Coralinus. This is the Latin name for the coral snake venom. And the homeopathic hits, thanks to Trinity School of Natural Health and Nutritional Frontiers and Bobbery and Folium, they support us to be able to give you this kind of information. I appreciate that very much. If you look at a coral snake, you do not want to get bit by it. But you also don't want to be. Oh, I don't know. I mean, this one here kind of looks like it might be kind of fun. Right. I just don't think. uh, (laughs) Do you remember uh, red touch yellow kill a fellow red touch black? Okay for Jack. That was the way to know Mm. if it was a coral snake or a king snake, something that was harmless. The red touch yellow kill a fellow. So if you ever encounter this in the wild, if the red band is touching the yellow band, give it a wide berth. If it bites you, it's not going to be good. But these homeopathic hits cover all kinds of remedies from the animal, mineral and uh, plant kingdoms. This one is, of course, animal-based. You don't have to kill a coral snake to get it. You'd have to milk one to get the remedy. But it's converted, this the, the venom, uh, for benefit to respiratory and hemorrhagic conditions and a whole lot more. It's known as elapse. And it's, uh, again, many times used for respiratory and hemorrhagic symptoms. So we're going to go into some of the overview and give you some adjunct remedies to consider as well. Elapse, derived from the venom of the coral snake. In homeopathy, of course, it's used as a highly dilute form that cannot harm you in any way. 
and we'll talk about its um, a few of its symptoms that it can address, including cold-related symptoms, interestingly enough, a lot of sinus issues. So physically, elapsed, known for effectiveness in treating uh, conditions like nasal catar. Try to look that one up. That's an old word you don't hear much about. Sounds like Klingon. Right? Catar. Yeah. Uh, with blackish discharge. Uh, ear affections with sensitivity to cold and certain types of coughs. It's also indicated in hemorrhagic conditions where the blood is dark and clotted. And we've seen a lot of those things during the time of COVID and COVID injections. Again, snake venoms impacting the blood. Mentally, there may be a general state of fear or anxiety, particularly related to health issues or the sensation of coldness. Now, if we look at primary uses again, this is going to be repetitive a bit, but this gives you an insight as to the primary uses. Useful in managing symptoms of nasal, catar, uh, of course, your congestion and discharge, especially with the dark discharge and coughs worsened by cold air or damp weather. And then the really severe hemorrhagic symptoms indicated uh, clotting, hemorrhages, menstrual irregularities with similar characteristics as well can be helped by the remedy elapse. Dosage and potencies, low t uh, potencies, 6X, 10X, 12X, 12C, 30C, that kind of thing. You can repeat as needed, follow your guidelines given by your body. The symptoms will indicate how often you might need to take it. When you go into the medium or even higher potencies, you might consult a homeopathic practitioner of some kind for guidance on how to most appropriately dose in such circumstances. And that leads me as well to complementary remedies. And there, in this case, there are more than, I usually go two or three. I had to add a fourth one here, but phosphorus is one of my favorite remedies, you know, because it addresses not only fever and issues, but also bleeding issues, hemorrhagic conditions and respiratory issues. That's why phosphorus can be a good adjunct in such circumstances. Arsenicum album makes a lot of sense because that's a remedy for poisoning. For a lot of toxicity, it helps with respiratory distress, cold-related symptoms, and it complements elapse as a remedy. And then, why not another snake remedy while we're at it? Crotalus horridus. Uh, you got rattlesnakes. you got snake venoms that have a similar impact. It has a lot of impact on the stomach. And we didn't get into a lot of the stomach symptoms. You need to open up the Materia Medica or search it online, and you'll see there's a lot of stomach-based symptoms associated with elapse as well as crotalus. And that's why, in addition to the blood abnormalities, I chose Nux Vomica as another one to consider because it's a liver polycrest, and your liver is going to be stressed when it when you're envenomated or you have symptoms of envenomation, whether it's officially a bite or an injection. Liver polycrest with profound benefits on the stomach as well, Nux Vomica. Now, elapse as a homeopathic remedy is safe because it's a homeopathic remedy, um, you know, if, you, if you're self-prescribing for serious conditions, I, you know, I'd say maybe you need some help there. And if symptoms persist or worsen, uh, especially with significant hemorrhagic symptoms, please consult with a doctor of your choice to get help. So as we uh, wrap this uh, edition of the homeopathic hit, Elapse, it's a valuable homeopathic remedy, particularly effective for respiratory conditions, hemorrhagic symptoms, and more, stomach too. Keep tuning in to the Robert Scott Bell Show for more insights and explorations into homeopathy with our homeopathic hits. And remember, this is not to replace your doctor. It's not to treat, you know, all that other stuff. It's about information and education, empowering you to make fully informed decisions. And I thank you and I thank everybody that supports this show so that, so that we can bring this to you with each live show on the Robert Scott Bell Show. So thank you. Thank you very much. And Super Don's going to take that video clip, make it available for our patrons, as well as all of you get access for free, the PDF of today's homeopathic hit. Ta-da! Ta-da! We did it! Hey. And that's a that's a wrap. What a great that show. Is. Dr. Kim Thor, uh, of course, Jonathan E. Mord, all y'all in the chat room, if you have a question or comment, we're going to do a, a bonus round, I think, coming up after this. 
Why not? Yeah, because we don't have an AMA, so there's no rush. But we'll see. If you're not going to bring it, we won't hang out just to hang out. That's a message to you. If you got something, bring it now. And we'll be back in 60 seconds or less because the Robert Scott Bell Show is a place where you're reminded of what? That the, the power, power of hill is yours. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Remember the deal on the satellite phone still going, I think. I hope. Yeah. Sat123.com. Get that kind of communication and keep it flowing and going no matter what happens, y'all. So uh, all those things are linked up. There are banners at robertscottbell.com. We appreciate you clicking on them and indulging in the good quality products and services available. And uh, it helps us to do what we do as well. As all of you that participated yesterday in the AMA Live or those later that you're watching, it was a good one. Lots of great questions. And we had some new folks that signed on, including, I think, Kenneth, but also uh, Alexander Alex, who's in the uh, chat room on, on Facebook, looks like. Hey, Alexander, it was nice having you on board yesterday as well. And you posted that up in record time. Um, you think so? I think it was pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty quick. The next yeah. day or even. So uh, the, the other thing, though, I'm concerned about, and I'm not really because you are not that you want to be, but you are pretty much an early riser, but it's going to change a little bit next week. Monday, we're going to do it. It's a travel day. So there'll be an encore. So you'll have time to get set for it, I guess. Yeah, but, it's whatever. I was just whining. As but, of now, it looks like Tuesday through Friday of next week when I'm broadcasting <laughs> live from Mountain. Are you sitting down? Brace yourself for yeah. this, guys. Yeah. We're going to be gonna live be, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. We're going to be a morning time. zoo show from the mountains, right? Yeah. Um, what was the earliest we ever broadcast? I think we were at noon Eastern one point when we started. Uh, yes, it was 9 a.m. on Sunday. I think so we it were was. a morning yeah. show on the West Coast, but that's the uh, reason why I had that stager. That's right, the morning yeah. stager. You're going to yeah. have to really run it next week. <laughs> It's, it'll be appropriate for yeah, sure. Very appropriate, yeah. Because yeah. we'll be so, everywhere. So in case you guys didn't hear that, I'll let me repeat that for you. Mm-hmm. Tuesday through Friday next week, we will be live from 7 a.m. till uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time mm-hmm. or 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time. So if you show up at, at uh, the regular time, we're not going to be live. And yeah, you, can go on, you, you can replay it, I guess. Well, it, it, yeah, I mean, it'll be on, um, it'll be on Rumble and Facebook and all that stuff like that. You can go find it, and uh, yeah, Rumble's probably the easiest one to go, go find and, and watch it. But well, if you want to be live, it? you want to be in the chat room, you want to chat with us and and stuff like that, you're gonna have to get up early. But once it airs in the morning, can't you just trigger it to replay it in the afternoon normal time? Like it'll be already in restream, and you can go, hey, replay. I could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. I guess yeah. I could. Yeah. yeah, why not? Two a days, one and we'll, a half a day. We'll end up with two recordings. Oh well, of the same show on Rumble. Well, you can always delete one of them. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just talking out. You know what? Yeah, I mean, we could. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess that would that, but it would be recorded, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like they'd be watching it live. So they might as well just go watch the the video of of the show because it would just be. If they a, can find it. A replay. If they're used to watching it live, they might have been oh, able to find on, it. come on. What? <laughs> you, you're saying that, that our listeners are not capable of going to our Rumble channel and clicking play? 
You've had you've had some interesting questions over the years of how do I do something, right? And you're like, oh, really? You face palm them. But no, I'm not saying that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, and it's subject to change. Who Alexander's knows asking. He was busy. He wasn't he wasn't paying attention. Oh, okay. Alexander, um, yes. the show. Listen, I understand. I'm squirrel. I do the yes. same thing. Um, Tuesday through Friday next week, Robert is going to be in the jungles of Columbia. Mm-hmm. And due to the time change uh, and difference and scheduling there. stuff, yeah. we're going to have to go early, early. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I'll, oh, wait, Alexander, where's he at? He's in uh, Europe, huh? Uh, he, yeah, I think he was yeah. in uh, Bosnia. So or it'll be like actually that. a, a so very reasonable time for him. It will be, be like. uh, 10 o'clock to noon Eastern time. The U.S., yeah. So, but only Tuesday through Friday of next week, Serbia, and then we'll go back. Right, Serbia. We'll yeah. go back to the normal schedule on the following Monday. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you can just catch it in in archive form afterwards as video or audio. Yeah. Because so, yeah. the thing is, is right as soon as we're done here, because I know you're watching on Facebook, uh, but uh, Rumble is kind of like our our home base mm-hmm. as far as like for recorded shows, because it's, sometimes it's kind of difficult to find uh, already previously aired shows on Facebook. It's not as easy if you, you can just go to Rumble, but um, as soon as we're done broadcasting, it, it's always there and available to watch immediately after the show. So he says he's not watching on Facebook. Well, it says you're watching on Facebook. Yeah, it's weird. I wonder how he's watching because he's commenting on Facebook. It's coming up as a Facebook comment. Yeah. Where are you watching us? I'm confused. That's a good question. I don't know. So, oh, he says kidding. Oh, kidding. Whatever. All right. Such a kidder. Jeez. It's Serbian humor. We don't Serbian get it. humor, yes. <laughs> he, had, he had to be That's that good. guy. I like, I, I, I like Alexander. That's good. I yes. like that. That was great. All right. So anyway, that's what's going on next week. I'm not I'm not concerned about it. Um it's gonna be different and like but you know, you pointed out that then it's like we'll be done at like nine o'clock. I'll be like yeah, I don't, I don't know what you to do. The rest of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, this is not, crazy. Not sure what to do with myself. I'll go I back. I come to bed. back and you're like, let's do that morning thing again. I'm hey. Like, no. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what's going on next week. What's going on tomorrow? Uh, we have a, a December first, which is World HIV/AIDS Fraud Day. Uh, so we've got Bobby Russell, who's a friend for many years, who was on all those meds and got off them, and now he's healthy, and he loves telling the story, and I love telling the story as well. So we got that in hour two. Who's our hour one guest? Karen Schoen. Um, we we did not get her uh, on Wednesday of last week. She was not able to make it. So we'll have her on tomorrow. And okay. um, I can't remember what. But Kevin always sets up great guests. So I'm sure it'll be mm-hmm. riveting. Yeah. So I also on Sunday, I pre pre arranged, let's call it that. I know what's happening Sunday for a conversation. It's going to be a good one. Reverend David Allen Carmichael, uh, one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet committed principle to freedom, religious freedom, spiritual freedom, all of that. And he was instrumental in our fight for lack of a way to say it, to get the kids passports renewed and our passports renewed without the slave numbers. If you know what I'm talking about as well as uh, other freedom to do things that people think you can't do without a number. You don't have to be numbered like cattle to live and work in America. Just saying. And so we'll get some updates from him, but what an inspiration. And he'll, he'll tell his story and with, with updates. So that'll be our Sunday conversation. So you definitely want to be ready for that one. You will learn a lot. 
All right. Uh, and then and then Monday an encore of some kind, and then Tuesday through Friday from Colombia, South Carolina. I say Medellin, but a lot of people that are uh, speaking Spanish say Medellin. So I just see. I just saw a conflict here with for what? Wednesday. I've got. I, I was supposed to anyway to be doing a recording with Scott at eight thirty. Can we can we uh, m- m- massage him into a new? Uh, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to him about slot. It. Yeah. Yeah. We've not done anything for him, so I'm sure he wouldn't want to do anything for us, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just didn't know. I didn't know. That'd be cool. I didn't know until today. All right. Well, so that's, all that's right, I'll take care of that. At that. All right. Well, that looks cool. Let's see here. Jim, da, 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 your favorite actors. You know, we get these people advertising stuff on our on our uh, in our chat room on Rumble. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Had, they use everything they can to reach people. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's just that our chat room is not an advertising platform for your stuff. So yeah. when you do that, then you get muted. All right. Forever. Uh, Alexander, yeah, these are blue blockers. They call them blue blockers, and. Um, I have, uh, even my clear lenses have some level of blue blocking in them. And then I have a yellower pair, which is a little stronger than the clear. And then this, the orange looking pair is the most wonderful. If you, if you ever walk, look at these screens all day, you put these on, or if you're under the artificial lights that, as well, that have a lot of blue in them, you put these on and your eyes go, ah, oh, so happy. So I, I, I love it. makes things. you look like Dr. Strangelove, but. <laughs> it's true. It's well, the yellow ones, especially because they're around. <laughs> right. That's true. Yes. Jim Garrigus is uh, saying hello from Mexico. Hey, Jim. Yeah, we just sent out or are going to send out today that he won uh, two of the Argentin 23 sinus sprays. And he's going to be visiting his parents in the States so we can send them. Uh, and they'll be going out right away as well. if They haven't already gone. So and everybody else that won stuff, eventually you'll get it. Won't take that long. Two of those. Yeah. Two of the sinus sprays from Argentin 23. Awesome. Marge says hello. Hello, Marge. Hello, Marge. Who wants us to get uh, Jeffrey Smith on? It's Jeffrey been a while. We I need to get him on. Absolutely. I've also I've also put in a request with Kevin to get Carolyn Dean on. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, why not? Let's uh, see if we can get. Uh, we had her on once before. Shelby Thompson from Unjected.com. Oh yeah, that would be we'll, great again. Let's do we'll that. Get her back on. Also, Marge should get Kate Daly on the show. I know. What's what's up with that? It's like you want, you want, you want. Right. Right. Has, we want. Uh, never mind. Never mind what we want. Right. <laughs> Marge is going to have a complex. Don't have a complex, Marge. We love you. We we She's like, why are you joke. guys always giving me a hard time? Right? Because we know you can take it. It's all it's all in 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 fun. Yes, exactly. Anyway, uh, what else? That's pretty is there, much all. Is I there thought. anything else? I said to everybody, you have to bring it if you got questions or comments during the bonus round. Sometimes we have more to talk about. Sometimes we don't. But if if we don't, then you have to bring it. Otherwise, we'll just you know sign off early and get some other things done because we got a lot to do but i love being here for you so if you have some things let me know all quiet on rumble i guess alexander's holding down the fort in the uh, chat room on facebook 
Um, yeah, I don't have anything else really to to go over. So, okay. Well, we got I'm, I'm going to go grab something to eat. I'm abbreviated hungry. bonus round. We had. I think we finished up our our uh, um, holiday dinner from last week, last night. Although I still have some. Um, I've got to. I've so got to get rid of some stuff because it's been a little bit. It's been yeah, a while. We had now. Yeah, we downloaded things we couldn't finish. Man, there's such deliciousness though. But we we. I've we got just tons of stuffing and stuff yeah. like that that we just didn't get to. So, by yeah. the way, did uh, I don't think we mentioned on the air, but today was uh, homeopathic hit number fifty. Really? Yeah. Wow. We've done half 50 so far. Nice. And there's nice lot, lots more where so, those came from, right? I want to say a, a big time happy birthday to Ravi Kulasekara, Dr. Ravi. That's right. And uh, he, we should get him back on. I love having Ravi on the show anytime. And uh, he has fun with flat earthers, uh, among many other things. And and you I know, said, I've, I've noticed that I've actually jumped in and had a little fun uh, with yeah. the some of the debates I, does i do you get the feeling he just does that on purpose just because he likes to i think he just has fun with it yeah that's all i mean he does he hits some hot button issues with people right. and but Ron is he's not malicious he's a nice guy he's a very kind man but right. he's a scientist at heart he's phd level and you know he's like he doesn't suffer for what he perceives to be foolish beliefs that that are not validated, and that's okay. But he doesn't hate the people that disagree with him. It's not like no. that. He's not like that. He at doesn't all. pull any punches, though. No, he doesn't. And it I is said, kind of I fun said, to watch. I commented to Ravi. Um, I said, in Sanskrit, Ravi means uh, celebrate, and so I celebrate you every day, Ravi, because you know I really appreciate. And he's like. I just made that up. I don't know what Ravi means in Sanskrit. I just said <laughs> and he came back. He said, hey, it's not too far off the mark. He said, he said, it, it means the sun, S-U-N. And, and of course, we celebrate the sun because it gives us warmth and light and life and all that. I was like, oh, I'm not so bad at, at Sanskrit after all. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. All right. So psilocybin, Alexander, wants to hear about. Well, we need to get somebody on with expertise in that realm. We're not really experts in that in that area. I mean, it's there. There's a a growing body of research Mm -hmm. on psilocybin being used to treat PTSD and depression. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it looks promising. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of a taboo thing, though. You know, I mean, how, how many years did it take for for cannabis to get? (laughs) <laughs> approved to the level where people could use it. You know, right. you start work get, getting into what they call magic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's different. And it, you know, the other thing that's very important uh, to point out is that the research that's being done has been primarily about microdosing. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Uh, and it, it's, it looks good. It looks positive, but it's one of those things where it's still considered a controlled substance. And so we've been through this, this, this situation with when we're trying to talk about cannabis, right? Where it was just you know there's there's research being done, but the the real research that needs to be done can't be done because federally it's illegal. And so you're not going to get any of the big labs and stuff like that that that. Uh, you know, should be doing this research to even touch it at this point because they can't, they'll mm-hmm. lose their federal funding. Yeah. So it, it looks promising. Some States, I think here in Oregon, mm-hmm. they decriminalized it. Right. Um, yeah. And so in places like here, you're seeing it being used more, 
but on a grand scale, in order for it to be something where the research is going to result in bigger and better things, it's going to be a while, I think. Yeah, but still, I would like to reach out. Maybe Stuart Tomp can connect us, our buddy Stuart. If yeah. you want to appear or if you know somebody, we can reach out to him. I'd like to get Stuart on just to get Stuart on. It's been I too know. long. Me too, both. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll reach out to him and see if he, he's available. Yeah. Otherwise, Good question, though. Thanks, Alexander. Yeah. 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 So let's put that in the hopper. Uh, Marge, can you find somebody for us, Marge? Huh? You still there, Marge? Marge? Or Marge? Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. She's watching <laughs> Kate Daly. Yeah. So, all right, man. I'm going to go grab something to eat. All right, go uh, go get something to eat, and uh, we will see you tomorrow, God willing, less than 22 hours from now for, for some more fun, frivolity, healing, and uh, I don't know, whatever else y'all want to bring. We'll be All here right, for we'll you. See you guys tomorrow.